This is Keyshawn Rains, the host of Working Title with Keyshawn Rains, where amazing things happen. A series of past the collection plate style conversations with a Creole, queer, femme, yogi, mom, coach, author, and of course, podcast host with a nomadic soul, a quirky sense of humor, and an activator of empowerment. These conversations are just a chance for me to speak on ways to be mindful in a mindless world. Stories are shared, folks are empowered, inspired, and impacted to be more phenomenal versions of themselves through simple conversations about complex like love, life, and the pursuit of being real. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is another special one, as as all of them are, of course. Uh, I got the pleasure of meeting this young lady at a, an empowerment event that I went to a while back before Corona, we were still allowed to go outside and gather in groups of more than five or ten or however many it is, right? And what stood out to her, stood out to me, I should say, about her is that she's under 30, she's very accomplished in her field, and she also happened to be a fellow podcast host. So when I met, I immediately said, oh yeah, we got to connect. I got to get you on my show. I want to interview you, ask you some questions, and of course have a great conversation. And she thankfully said yes. So we recorded this before the corona and we were talking a little bit about podcasting and self-care and wisdom before 30 and what that looks like. So I want to invite you to enjoy the conversation that I had today with the one and only Jasmine Felton host and creator of the Flow Girls podcast. So get comfortable, take a couple of long, deep cleansing breaths, and sit back and listen to another conversation. So thank you for for saying yes to this. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate that. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So we are going to dive in. And what I'm going to do is give you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners and just let us know your name, where you're from, and what you stand for. Okay. Well, my name is Jasmine Felton. I am the host and content creator of the Flow Girls podcast. Um, The purpose of the podcast is to take just, you know, conversations and experiences and just lessons that we've learned in life and to help women, of course, flow through life easier. Um, I am originally from Augusta, Georgia, so y'all might hear an accent. I'm a little country, but, you know, we're going to work through it. (laughs) So um, something that I really stand for, um, especially with my age and being who I am and my background, um, I stand for black women. I stand for young black women and also for mental health. I am all about um, black women coming together and just living healthily the best way they can um, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, uh, just spiritually in all aspects of life. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so you mentioned... Your age. Now, how old are you, if you don't mind my asking? I'm 25. I turned 26 in six days. Whoa. Yes, wow. March 10th is my birthday. Yes. Oh, well, happy early birthday to you. Well, um, thank you. <laughs> yes, and Pisces, fellow water sign. I'm a Cancer. So, um, oh, okay. So, yeah. yes, water signs unite. Um, 
Wow, 25. That's a trip because I, I'll be 43 on my birthday this summer. Mm-hmm. And when I think about what I was doing, where I was at, and who I was focused on at 25, it definitely was not about anybody else. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's really, you know, like, at, I mean, at the time, like, I was just becoming a mother, you know, mm-hmm. I was, you know, married young, all that kind of stuff, did a lot of stuff really young and didn't really spend a lot of time pouring into myself in a really positive and healthy way. So my first question for you is, how did you start um, a practice of, you know, self-care and taking care of your mental health? Where did you start that? Um, it sounds kind of crazy to say, but I actually had to almost kind of like lose myself and kind of like lose my mind to mm-hmm. um, get to a point where I had to see, okay, I, I come first. I'm very important. You know, like how you say, you feel like at 25, the last person you kind of was focused on was yourself. And I kind of felt like that too, just from like, Growing up, I was, like, the middle child. I'm the only girl, so I just kind of always, like, looked out for everybody else and always tried to be there for everybody else in the family and then just, like, friends and trying to go to college and, like, please my family, even though it wasn't really something I wanted to do and mm-hmm. graduating and just trying to be everything that I felt like I didn't really want to be. And it took me just kind of, like, falling into a depression and just having getting really bad anxiety. Um and I ended up going to therapy for it because I was just like, okay, like, something's wrong. I'm losing my mind. I'm going to go to therapy. And once I started going to therapy, my therapist was the one that kind of introduced me to, like, journaling and self-care and just really focusing on myself and what I like and what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, yeah. That's good. I'm glad you shared that because I think that what I'm noticing now, more so, like, in the current times that we're in, is that the word therapy is is no longer a bad word in the black community Mm -hmm. in the black community in particular and i know that there was a time when it was so taboo that a lot of black folks actually turned away from it altogether you know and the idea of openly sharing that you had benefit and positive experiences going through therapy is really powerful, you know, and I think that we sometimes take it for granted because when you, you know, when you're a person who, you know, lives a certain lifestyle or walks a certain path where you realize that you got to a point where you're like, oh shit, I need some help. And the the way I've been doing it, yeah, I can't do that no more. So Yeah. 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 People thought I was crazy even when I first started going and some of my friends they were like, That's like a bill, like why would you pay all that money to go to therapy? Mm -hmm. And it's I'm like, but I've invested in myself. Like and it was really one of the best investments I ever made in myself because it gave me a non-biased view of things. It was like non-biased opinion. You know, it wasn't like a family or a friend that kind of just wanted me to do what they wanted to do. It was somebody that genuinely wanted to help me. Mm-hmm. It was someone that gave me a different perspective on things because sometimes I would say with therapy, you get so like you get so caught up in your own way of thinking when you actually talk to a stranger and they kind of like repeat back to you what you're saying. You're kind of like, dang, like. Yeah, that does sound crazy, or yeah, I was kind of like tripping, or I was, you know, taking things too personal, or that person that did this, they were wrong, and it it really helps you rewire your way of thinking, I feel like, in my opinion. It does, I completely agree. I think what's different about speaking to a therapist or a counselor, mental health practitioner, 
is that they're one, they're unbiased. Even though you're uh-huh. their client and they're your therapist, they are unbiased because that's the role that they have chosen to stand in. Unlike okay. when you speak to family or friends, and not to say, you know, anybody who's listening, don't talk to your family, don't talk to your friends. Yeah, it's important to have a support system in addition to a, you know, a therapist if that's where you are. However, your family and your friends don't have the ability to be unbiased. As much as they yes. might want to or say they are, they're not. It's not possible. Yes. Because yep, if they're not. if they're your family and they're your friends, automatically they're on your team in some way, shape, or form. Or they have enough knowledge about you personally that they can't step outside of that in order to really be uh-huh. objective. You know, and sometimes when you're at that breaking point or that low point in your life where you're like, or that spin out or that spiral or whatever you want to call it. And you're like, I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to bounce ideas off of. I need somebody to vent to. I need somebody I can talk to and process things. Your friends and family might be there to to love you along the way, but they can't Mm -hmm. be an unbiased opinion in the way that a therapist can. That's very true. I agree. Like I said, most of my my friends and family they thought I was they thought I was crazy. Like, <laughs> you, like you're losing your mind. You're going crazy. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go to therapy. Right. And you're like, and even if I am, um, I'm gonna go try this other thing because right. Obviously, what I'm doing isn't getting me to the place that I really want to be. You know. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, so when I I was, you know, doing a little research and, you know, looking at your podcast and listening to um, some snippets of some of your episodes, and I noticed that one of the themes uh, that comes up a lot is around mental health and self-care and, you know, and really, like, the empowerment of people and women in particular. And I wanted to know if you would share a little bit about the moment that you decided that the podcast was a necessary way for you to get your message out. Let's see. Well, that's, a, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think the moment I realized it, I'm going to be very honest. Um, okay, so when I first started doing my podcast on my own, um, I was doing it. But, of course, you know, it was just kind of like friends, you know, and family that was listening. I want to say the very first time that I thought, okay, like, this podcast is really helping people was um, when a a follower, a complete stranger, they DM me just saying how, you know, they look forward to my episodes and how they could really relate and how it's, it's uh, motivated them to, like, go into therapy and just, like, really take care of themselves. Not only just mentally, but, like, physically. Mm-hmm. I think she ended up getting, like, a personal trainer and she was she was started going to therapy and she was just saying how it really motivated her and helped her to live a better life. And I think that's what the first time I noticed, like, okay, like, this is really helping because, you know, like you say, with friends and family, it's like, it's, it's kind of biased because, you know, they're going to support you and motivate you, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what you kind of want to do. But when it's coming from a stranger that's somebody, you know, you don't even know, mm-hmm. that kind of made me feel like, okay, you know what? I need to keep doing this because this is, this is really helping people. And it also started to become therapeutic for me. It helped me with my own depression. It helped me with my own anxiety because it, it kind of gave me 
something to look forward to, I guess you could say. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in, like, a depression, you're, like, a feeling of hopelessness and worthlessness. And my podcast, just for me, mm-hmm. doing everyday life, like, going to waking up, going to work, coming home, eating, going to sleep. You know, just waking up, doing the same thing every day for, like, what, five days out the week? Mm-hmm. And not really having anything to look forward to but the weekend. But it was when I started my podcast, it actually gave me something to look forward to. Like, I, I was looking forward to the recordings. I was looking forward to meeting new people. I was looking forward to networking and editing and putting out new episodes and getting feedback I started to look forward to these things so mm-hmm. it gave me a sense of hope oh yeah that's powerful that's really powerful having the sense of hope I think hope is the rope that pulls you out of depression I think mm-hmm. in my experience yes. that's been true for me you know when I was in my early 20s like I said I was a young mom young-ish mom and young you know married then divorced by the time I was 30 and had so many changes that happened in my life between 20 and 30 and then between 30 and 40 that when I decided to start publishing this podcast it came at a moment in my life where I too was like this is for me actually low-key I'm just sharing my experiences and when I had the chance to be able to have guests and other people on it was really just a way for me to say okay so I'm not the only one who's experiencing this you did Mm -hmm. too or you had that and oh what did you try or give me that resource or whatever and I and it was actually a way for me to not only process my own you know challenges but it was also a way for me to find community and I think that what I love about hosting the podcast is identical with what you said. It gives me something to look forward to. And it also gives me something that keeps me grounded in my purpose and understanding yes. like I've made a commitment to do this, whether one or a hundred people listen to each episode. I know that if one person gets something out of it, that I've made an impact that I've done yes. something, you know, in the direction of my purpose. And sometimes when you're putting out content And just anybody who's listening, I mean, podcast is like the new shit. Everybody got a podcast, you know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) And that doesn't mean that if you put one out that there's too many. It's like somebody uses this example of like when you go to the grocery store and you go down the bread aisle, there's like 50 different kinds of bread. So if you think of your content, your message as another loaf of bread, go ahead and throw it out there because... You never know. You might have something very unique about what you're sharing that's going to speak to somebody that mine might not speak to. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. Mm. So when you have featured guests and other people on your podcast, how do you go about selecting these people? How do you choose them? Um, Honestly, I usually just hashtag on Instagram. So Okay. Now, sometimes I might have, like, a friend, because what I try to do when selecting my guests, I try to get people that, you know, like, they know what they're talking about with the topic, Um, you know, like, I wouldn't go to a hairstylist for makeup advice, or I wouldn't go Mm -hmm. to a nail tech for hair advice, so Mm -hmm. when I try to find somebody for a guest on the show I try to make sure they have experienced what we're going to be talking about Mm -hmm. that way it doesn't just sound like silly or my listeners can be informed so a lot of times I just hashtag unless I have like a friend that might be already in that field and I'm doing an episode on and they say yes Mm -hmm. I usually hashtag so um I know like I had a sex therapist on there a few weeks ago I hashtag Atlanta sex therapist Mm -hmm. um when I was looking for a um when I was looking for, like, a doctor, I was just, like, hashtagging, a, like, therapist, different doctors mm-hmm. um, and on, in, in Atlanta. In the Atlanta area, I tried to um, 
a lot of times I do find people that are out of state that just happen to come up on the hashtag and I try to work with them but um I know sometimes that usually doesn't work but now with this app I'm definitely gonna try to start I mean girl out of state it's definitely (laughs) like it's it's a caster net wide caster net wide and you will catch many fish and the thing that I noticed is that I started out very similarly where my first season I'd say like my first 13 14 episodes were everybody who was a guest was somebody that I knew personally mm-hmm. and it was just me reaching out saying hey remember that one time we were having that conversation where we talked about that one thing and it was really really dope you want to talk about it again except right. we're, except we're yes. gonna record it this time you know what I mean and yes. <laughs> everybody said yes everybody was like okay cool and it was just a matter of, you know scheduling and then when I went into the second season which ended up being double the amount of episodes that I did the first season was when I branched out onto Instagram and I started I didn't try the hashtag thing I'm gonna try that that's a good tip um Mm -hmm. especially if you're thinking of a specific topic but I just reached out to people that I follow because I realized I follow a lot of people on Instagram and then there was a lot of people that follow me that I had never actually met in person or even knew personally but just based on you know the content that they share I was like, you know what? They might be kind of cool to have a conversation with. And every single person that I reached out to via Instagram said yes. Every single one. See, that's awesome. Every single one. Yeah, I have people that have booked their recording sessions and months ago, and we're into a whole new year. And I'm like, damn, I need to. I can't wait to talk to them. So (laughs) it's really cool, and it's also it's it does kind of give you a sense of um affirming. That lets you know, wow, I've never spoke to this person before, but something about me made them want to say yes. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It made them want to, you know, to, to, to agree to be a part of it. So how do you know who your audience is? Like, who do you who do you want to reach in particular? In particular, I definitely want to reach uh, young women. So like that 20... 20- I also say like 22, 23, that age range of like young black women. That's my main target audience. Um, of course, I'm open to, I would love for uh, anybody to really listen in and, you know, become subscribers and faithful listeners. But um, my main target audience is definitely like the young black woman. Okay. Okay. Do you listen to podcasts yourself? I do. Okay. Yes, what, I, are, yeah. what are some of your, your favorites that you're listening to right now? Um, of course, one of my favorites has to be the Joe Budden podcast. Um, I listen to his. I listen to um, Horrible Decisions. I love them. They are hilarious. Um, that's like a sex podcast, mm-hmm. um, but they, they are hilarious. And um, it's this one podcast they're called, they're in Texas, the High Key Podcast. They're really good as well. So those are like my main three that I kind of listen to. Oh, and um, Recovering Party Girls. I think they're in Texas also. I like the Recovering Party Girls. Okay. And um, a group of guys in New York, uh, Willow Wednesdays, they have a really good podcast as well. Nice, nice. So what kind of things yes. do you look for when you're choosing a podcast to listen to? Um, Usually I try to look for entertainment, but also something that I can relate to and learn from. Um, that's the reason why I know like the Horrible Decisions podcast is one of my favorites is because it's entertaining, but literally every time I listen, I learn something new. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know that. Oh, 
because they bring a lot of different people on that also have experience, like doctors, therapists, Mm -hmm. um, other podcast guests. And literally every time I listen, I feel like I'm learning something that I just, I didn't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. I mean, I I feel the same way. When I'm listening to a podcast or I'm looking for a podcast, you know, because sometimes you listen to certain ones and they kind of go on hiatus. They don't have any new episodes. And you're like, wait, I need my weekly fix. Hold on. Where's the podcast? Yes. <laughs> and so sometimes I'll just do like a search um, or, you know, search on Instagram or sometimes, you know, Spotify will recommend, you know, certain podcasts. But those are the kinds of things I look for too. I look for really just the, the content, you know, like at when I first started out, I was really concerned about the quality. Like, does the sound good? Is there background noise? Does it sound like you know, it's mastered or whatever. But then I realized Mm -hmm. that the podcast I was listening to, they weren't perfect. You know, they were just good content. They could have recorded it in their bathroom. It doesn't matter. (laughs) But what they were saying was good. And like you said, as I'm listening, because I would listen while I was driving a lot, and I would want to like pull over and take notes, you know, because some things Mm -hmm. that were being said were so impactful. And I think that's what is so inspiring, I'm sure, for your listeners, black women that are, you know, in their early 20s, under 30 years old, that are at a stage of life where they're entering that complicated stage of adulthood. You know what I mean? Yes, where you're like, so complicated. I'm not a teenager at all, for sure. I know for sure I'm not that. But I don't really know that this whole adulting thing is all that it's cracked up to be either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how I feel. It's like, okay, I'm not a child, but gosh, being an adult isn't really fun either. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Nobody told us. They tricked us. They told Nobody us that. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Well, we were I little. Need a no, yeah, no one. I, I want a refund. I need to speak to right. a supervisor, whoever. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's real. And I think that's why having an open space and a platform like a podcast and just even just in your community, having the the space to have conversations about some of the challenges of adulting, especially for black women, is so valuable. It's so important. And I think that's why, you know, when my sister did her um, Empowerhouse event last month, I was super excited because I'd been, you know, living far away. I wasn't able to go for a while And just looking around the room and just seeing everybody say, like, positive things about themselves and stuff, it was super cool. So, in Atlanta, do you have a community that you're a part of that you can kind of work this stuff outside of your podcast? Um, Outside of my podcast right now, I don't. I'm actually, that's something I'm actually working on. I do plan on having an event in April for my listeners in the Atlanta area. This is my first event, so I'm super excited. Um, Hopefully, everything goes well. I know, you know, everything isn't isn't perfect, but Mm -hmm. I just hope that it's supported and it goes well. Um, For right now, it's just kind of like just me and my friends, you know, and like just the community that I have built on Instagram because I do... You know, I talk to my listeners at DMs or through comments when I post something. We talk on there. Um, also on my Twitter, I've talked to some followers as well. Um, but mainly just with my friends as well. Because a lot of these topics, too, have actually came from, they either come from journal interests that I had. Mm-hmm. Or like you said, how you were just talking to your friends one day. You're like, oh, that, that's coming good. Like, that's a dope conversation. So some of them have even just been conversations, again, that I've had with friends. Mm, yeah, that's good. And, and start where you are. You know, I was just talking yeah. to a friend yesterday and we are going to start um, a group 
basically getting together once a month and the the intention is to focus specifically on relationships and I know that's another topic that comes up on your podcast often is relationships and something that I think that we as women and black women in particular really really can benefit from is having a space where we can openly talk about the ups and downs, the highs and lows of relationships without yes. necessarily having like a total bitch fest, but more like mm-hmm. a little a little bit of bitching, but a whole lot of how do we help each other? How do we get better? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of less bashing. A lot, like. Yes, I agree. A lot less bashing. A lot less. Because I think sometimes when you get together with your girlfriends and you're talking, it's like, girl, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like yeah. a venting <laughs> session. And when you're done, you don't like feel better. You're like even more mad. You're like, damn it! Now I'm really angry. You know, yeah. as opposed to like, let me tell you about this thing that happened, and then you kind of put a stop, you put a timer on it, and then you're like, okay, girl, so how can we fix this? What's the solution? What's something that we can do for ourselves? You know, to make ourselves feel better when our situations, our jobs, our relationships, our lives are just not really making us feel good. What are some things that we can do for ourselves? So what are some things that you do to take care of yourself? Some habits, some practices. Ooh, some are better than others. Um, eat. I love a really good meal, so that's one thing. I'm actually working on that because I have a, a really bad sleep tooth lately, and I'll go on my, like, donuts and cake. But it makes me really happy. Mm. Um, but just like, a, I ask myself for a nice meal. Um, you know, just like a nice pampering day. So I might go get, like, my hair done. Getting my hair done always makes myself feel better. Mm-hmm. Um nails done sometimes just listening to music taking a nap sometimes that makes me feel better um it could be anything i I usually um, i have a dog so sometimes just i know people's like oh you just love your dog but i'm like yes i do like just cuddling with my dog Mm. um playing outside with him spending time with um my grandparents always makes me really feel good too because those are just like my everything so spending time with my grandparents i love that um yeah, those are a few things that I, I really like to do the most, though. I just listen to music, take a nap, yeah. eat some of my favorite foods, um, my dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those are good things. I mean, I know self-care is, you know, trending and hashtagging and all that shit now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm excited. And I'm glad that you mentioned some things that you can do on any budget, like, listening to music or taking a nap or playing with your pet or visiting your grandparents and I think sometimes people assume that self-care has to be a spa day or a retreat or Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. and if they're like I don't have the budget for self-care and it's like everybody has a budget for self-care yeah, it can be a nice hot shower some days. Hell, yeah, so. exactly. A hot shower, a cold shower, if it's hot yeah. you are, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like you said, it could be a bowl of ramen on the couch watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It could be yeah. whatever. Just things that make you feel good and soothed and held and, you know, restored are really, really important. So that's good. You're you're dope for twenty five, almost twenty six, girl. I'm Really? I'm so impressed with you. Like, it's just, I, as soon as my sister mentioned podcast host and I started looking up your stuff on Insta and I was like, I wonder how old she is. I was like, she seems young, but I'm just curious. And 
when I saw your um, information on the the podcast, like the pre, you know, the form that you filled out, I was like, what in the, okay, girl, you go ahead, for real, because, you know, it's, it's not every day that a woman that is your age has such a clear vision for your life, and even though things will change, and, you know, life will twist and turn you, because that's just the way it is, you you're very grounded for 25 and I think that's I really appreciate amazing. that thank you you're very welcome you're very very welcome I know that and I know this world doesn't necessarily make that easy so you're doing it with with grace and I yeah, think no it, it doesn't mm-mm. I almost lost my mind two years ago girl exactly <laughs> hey you're not alone okay sometimes people do that at 54 so it's fine yeah. it's not a problem um Time for a break, time for a breather. One thing that we often forget to do as we move throughout our lives, throughout our day, is to breathe. So I invite you right now to allow three deep, intentional breaths to enter and exit your body. And by the time you're done, we will be ready to continue. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Um, There's a portion of my podcast that I like to do that's called Finish the Sentence. And I'm going to give you just a couple like sentence prompts or statements and you finish them however you like. And again, take up as much or as little space as you like when you're answering. So the first one is I am happiest when... When I am eating my favorite food. (laughs) (laughs) I love food. (laughs) You're not alone, girl, as do I, which is why I had to use those macro, micro numbers that Keola gave me, because I'm like... Right, oh yes, I'm trying to incorporate, because summer is coming, I need to get it together. (laughs) Yeah, right, I know, swimsuit season, all that stuff, yes, I know. What is your favorite food? Ooh, um, okay, so... I love seafood, but of course I'm a southern girl, so I love southern food. Like mm-hmm. I love macaroni and cheese, I love collard greens, I love cornbread, yams, chicken, all that. I love it. Yes. I love it. Yeah, I would. I would like to have someone deliver all of that right now. <laughs> when I came to California, I ate Roscoe's like twice. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. You're like, uh, I need something that feels like home. Uh, yeah, I was like, we're gonna go to Roscoe's again. I went back to back. I was like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next sentence is I. Uh, let's see. I want my legacy to be. I want my legacy to be that I try to help um, not only just the people in my life, but I want to say like just a community of people. Um, I want it to go beyond just like my family and friends. I definitely want it to touch um, people beyond my family and friends. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So the next one is... I am most inspired by. I am most inspired by 
women with resiliency. I love, like, a success story. I love seeing women just, like, really bounce back from things that really just could have, like, killed them or broke them down. I love things. Like, those kind of things just put me in a space where I'm like, okay, if, if it can happen for them, it can definitely happen for me as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm inspired by resiliency, definitely. Yeah, resiliency is is something that I think that black women in particular, we got an extra dose of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in our DNA, we just have an extra dose of resi- resiliency because if you think about how much we have endured so far and mm-hmm. continue to endure just to exist in the world, is it surpasses any other woman period i mean I, all women yes woo, empowerment but uh yeah. black women in particular <laughs> right. yeah black women in particular yeah. yeah we got this on lock the resiliency yes. yeah we got that but yeah that's beautiful yes i didn't even realize how important resiliency was until i want to say maybe like three years ago mm-hmm. um my job had me take like a training class mm-hmm. and we had no clue what was it about, what it was about, and um, when we got there, it was on resiliency, and we had to go around and share like a story where something happened to us, and we kind of bounced back from that. It's time I'm like I'm like 21, 22. I'm like, okay, like ain't nothing really happened to <laughs> me yet. So I'm just kind of like, okay, I didn't really have anything, but just mm-hmm. listening to like other grown adults in there and just hear about the things that they had to go to. You know, I think somebody lost like. One lady, she lost her fiancé, like, a week before her wedding day mm. to a car accident. Um, another lady, like, her child had cancer. Like, I mean, it was just so many things. I mean, like, we were, I'm, like, 21, 22, mm-hmm. and I'm in there, like, boo-hoo crying because it's just, like, wow. Like, people, life really can happen, and you really have to, one thing about it that I learned at a young age is that it doesn't stop. So you really mm-hmm. have to, like, pick up the pieces and keep going. So You yeah, do. I'm definitely inspired by resiliency. You do. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. And you're right, is that life doesn't stop until it does. And when it stops, mm-hmm. you ain't going to be here no more. So, right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And somebody else will be telling a story about your legacy that you left behind and mm-hmm. the kind of life that you led. And your your ability to bounce back is really what is the sign of your true power and your true character. Mm-hmm. Because there's yep. no way to stop life from happening. It's just a matter of, you know, how you roll with the punches. You know, how, mm-hmm. you, how you stand back up. It's falling is part of growing. It's just part of that right. comes yes. in the territory. And the more you grow, sometimes you might realize, damn, I've been down here falling a lot lately. What do mm-hmm. I need to be doing differently? <laughs> and that's the importance of having community. That's the importance of having, you know, a team, you know, of people that are here to support you. This is the person I go to for this. This is the person I go to for that. And to know that everything that you're experiencing is just a natural part of this game, this life, this experience. It comes with the territory. And Mm -hmm. when you approach it with a sense of resiliency and with a sense of purpose, it just makes going from one day to the next that much easier. Because you know, like, okay, I get get it. Okay, got it. This is just part of the game. Cool. What's next? You know, so... That's and good. that's one thing I remember I told I told your sister Keola, I said one thing that I learned too is like even whether it's good or bad, like it has to pass. So that's yeah. one thing I do now when I feel like I'm faced with difficulty or turmoil or something that's just not going right. It's like, okay, it has to pass. Like, you know, eventually it has to pass. So yep. that's how I look at it. Exactly. Nothing lasts forever. Not even the good stuff. It mm-hmm. just, it just, you know, nothing lasts forever. It's everything is going to keep moving forward. So 
The last thing I like to do before I wrap up is um, I like to use Oracle decks of cards. So I have, you know, some decks that are um, affirmations, some decks that just have pictures. And for this season of the podcast, I'm using a deck called Postcards from Spirit. And what they okay. are is little messages that are written to you coming from a spiritual place. So coming from ancestors, angels, spirit guides, universe, source, you know, God, goddess, wherever it comes from. And I just pulled a card uh, for you, and so I'm just going to share that message with you. So, it says, Dearest you, if you allow your awareness to settle in, you will hear us whispering sweetness and encouragement to you. You will know the truth of things that cannot be discerned through the material world. The receiver for this kind of essential knowing is your intuition, which is not your sixth sense, but your first and primary system of your soul. You are entering the age of consciousness. It's time to accept that the paranormal is normal. Human beings are multi-sensory, multi-dimensional beings. Spirit infuses all things, and your soul's job is to discover those essential truths here on earth. Today, trust your spidey sense. Read between the lines. Tune in to the stories behind the stories, and your world will show you miracles. Fear not, for we are right here with you. Trust the invisible. Hmm, that's interesting. I like that. Good. I'm glad you like it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do, you, I do. I'm glad you like it. Well, before we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to share how listeners can find your podcast, how they can find you on social media, email you, get in touch with you, go ahead and let us know. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at the Flow Girls. So that's T H E F L O G I R L S. That is the same handle for my Twitter as well. Um, my Twitter is a little bit more ratchet than my Instagram, I will say, because <laughs> my Twitter <laughs> it's kind of like my personal Twitter. It okay. just happens to be the Flow Girls for my uh, for my handle name, but yeah, it's, it's way more ratchet. <laughs> Then my on my Instagram, I try to keep it like a little professional and cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Twitter is like it's like ratchet flow girls, but whatever. Um, and you could also email me at um, flowgirlspodcast at gmail dot com. Yay, 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 yay! And it's okay to have a little bit of ratchet. That's what Twitter's for. Um, yeah, Twitter is definitely ratchet. Yeah, if, if the if the current president can be ratchet on Twitter, we can be ratchet on Twitter. Right. It's just oh, gosh. <laughs> Ugh, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so I want to just say thank you so much for saying yes to being a part of this. This podcast is definitely my passion project. It's something that I really do pour my heart and soul into. And I'm so grateful for you being a part of it, for sharing parts of your story, for being courageous and vulnerable and honest and authentic and transparent. I love that. You are like more together than very many people your age you have more clarity and more vision than a lot of people I know who are well above 25 so thank you I appreciate that and I appreciate you for asking me too I always like um you know collabing and just meeting new people especially black women and um I just really appreciate you for asking me as well. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah, I have to get you on my show now. Yeah. 
it's time to wrap this up and I just want to say very sincerely thank you you have your choice of thousands of different podcasts that you could be listening to each day and I appreciate you for choosing this to be one of them right now in this moment I see the light I see the love the wisdom, the beauty, the prosperity, the creativity, and the pure joy that shines within each of you. And I bow humbly before your divinity. Namaste.